Pierce Show, a podcast by the author of Groundwork Before Poundwork, Creating Life Changes from the Inside Out. I am Marilyn Pierce, and together we are on a journey to learn to make changes that lead to happiness, success, and we're going to do that by enjoying one joyful moment after another. You can find me on groundworkbeforepoundwork.com or on iTunes at the Marilyn Pierce Show. And when you get there, please give me a five-star rating. Then let me know that you did that with an email to marilyn at groundworkbeforepoundwork.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll send you a free gift for writing to me. would be great to hear from you. Just tell me what you think, because we're in this together. So today's story I'm going to call Going to the Bank. And it's kind of a story from my past, but not so far back in the past, just about a year or two ago. And uh, the reason why it's significant is historically, I have always been brought up in a place of not having money Poverty is is what I might call my childhood, as well as my early marriage in my 20s. And whenever I needed to go to the bank, uh, it was usually because I needed money that they weren't going to give me, or I had used money that wasn't mine. Banks made me feel foolish, broke, low, uncomfortable, angry, basically filled with anxiety, and always on guard stressed out. Banks were not a happy place for me in my childhood nor in my 20s and into my 30s. Now, those reasons for feeling bad were no longer applicable nor were they any longer uh, good reasons to feel that way, but I still felt that way even though I didn't need to. So I had this existing fear and angst and about banks that I continued to feel even though there was no reason for it. So now I needed to go to the bank on this particular day and open an account. And in my head, I just didn't want to do it. In fact, I needed to open multiple accounts. I was changing the way that I was going to manage my money, and I needed to open multiple accounts. And for me, this was a really big deal. For anyone else, it would be no big deal to just go and open multiple accounts. For me, I had to go into the bank, which was like a horror film for me. And I had to ask these bank people for something. Logically and um, objectively, I knew that this was no big deal, but my stomach was in a knot, and I felt anxious and worried and tense, and I didn't want to go. My mind was just messing with me, big time. It was saying, what are you going to go in there for? You know what they're going to say. They're just going to make you feel bad. You're going to feel foolish. You're going to feel stupid. It's just a bad place. It's a bad, bad place. You walk in there, it even smells bad. It smells like a bank. But I did it anyway. Even with my mind yakking all this nonsense in my head, I parked the car and went into the bank. So I walked in, and there was this really pretty lady who walked up to me and said, Hi, welcome to such and such bank, and what are you here for today? And I said, I need to open multiple accounts. And so she said, Great. We're a little bit busy, so why don't you have a seat right here? Now, of course, I had put this off till last minute. It was the last hour that the bank was open on the Saturday before a holiday weekend. A little bit of a busy time, but I just 
had to do it at this time because I knew that if I gave it till last minute that I would actually go and do it. So I put it off till last minute. I was sitting there in this little seat and because they were so busy apparently they were setting up satellite stations and there was this one woman who I guess I was waiting for and she was loud and she was at a table at, in front of a computer sort of in the lobby and she was talking to these people about their reason for being there and I could hear her I knew what she was talking about it was all out there all their business except for the numbers was out there everyone who wanted to know would know what these people were there for and I thought oh lord please don't put me with her I do not want anyone to know my business even though it was nothing in my past, my business was terrible, bad. It made me feel bad, made me look bad. I was admitting to poverty and the need for money or problems with money. And today I just didn't want that woman because she would be telling everyone my business out loud in the middle of this lobby. After a while, someone else requested to go ahead of me. And I was like, go ahead, go for it. And so I'm still sitting in this chair and the concierge woman comes back to me as if she's never seen me before and says hi welcome to such and such bank what are you here for today <laughs> and so I said I'm here to open multiple accounts and she said oh and she said well let's put you back here by John so she changed me from one little sitting area back to another sitting area with three little chairs in it outside of John's little office so finally after about 90 seconds this handsome young man comes out and says hi my name is John I think you're waiting for me so we went into John's office and I told John I need to open multiple accounts so John began to tap away at the computer and gave me some smiles and started asking some questions and in order to ease my own anxiety I began to use some of my personal anxiety relief tools and that is to ask other people questions so I began to ask about John well John was very willing to give me any information that I wanted about him personally he was a 24 year old who lived in Atlanta because he was going to school here he was in his last semester it was very stressful the reason he was going to school here although the rest of his family was out of state was because his grandmother lived here and he was living with his grandmother who was ill and kinda needed somebody close by and he was having a hard time in his last semester of his senior year he had also considered going an additional year to another school to do a fast-track master's program where he would end up with his CPA and he was considering this option and was a little bit anxious about it because it meant that he would have to move again he didn't want to move he didn't want to leave away from grandma and also he had a girlfriend who was living out of town but would come to visit Atlanta frequently because she had an office here and he did not want to move away from Atlanta and the reason he was considering all of these things was because he knew that he needed to get a good job he wanted to finish school and have a job so that he could work and really pursue what he was passionate about so my next question if if I hadn't already asked enough of John was well, what are you passionate about well I'd really like to work in real estate he told me 
Now he had his he was a certified banker. He had accounting skills. He had other certifications in finance and business. But what he really wanted to do was real estate. So as he continued to set up my accounts for me, I looked at him and I said, you know, John, you really need to do what you feel passionate about because you can have all the skills and all the schooling in the world. And if you're unhappy and you're not doing what your heart tells you to do, you will not be successful. To be successful, you need to follow your heart. He kind of looked at me with this stare and I said to him, do you know what the definition of an entrepreneur is? And he said, no, I don't think so. So I took a little piece of paper that I had. It was like the edge of an envelope. And I ripped it off and I wrote down the definition of an entrepreneur. Find a problem and make a profit from solving it. And I handed him this little piece of paper and I said, your passion is real estate. Your skills are finance and banking and accounting. What you can do for people is help them find their dream homes that they could not afford and then offer them creative financing in order to be able to get the house of their dreams. That's where I see you going. At this point, he was a little bit in shock. He didn't expect me to say all of that, and I really didn't know exactly where it came from either. But the last thing I said to him was, John, you need to follow your heart. Do what your heart tells you to do. He walked out of there to get something. He was going to get my checks or whatever that went with one of the accounts with this little piece of paper in his hand. This little tiny, I mean, it was about as big as a piece of gum wrapper that had written on. Thank you, thank you, he was saying. <laughs> Poor little thing. So I left the bank that day with my best friend in the world thanking me over and over again for helping him to understand what his next steps were and and where he needed to go in life and what he needed to do and I had the accounts that I needed they were all set up I had no fees everything was taken care of John took care of that the most important thing was that I took my scared anxious fearful self into a bank and I changed and manipulated a situation to be positive for me when it has always in the past been negative, always in my mind been a negative situation. So as far as I was concerned, I was successful. I had had a successful opportunity to overcome my fear of finances, banking, and everything that was unfounded. And with that, my success has continued. I don't feel afraid of banks anymore, which I think is a really important, significant point, that when people, myself mostly included, and my experience is this, when people face a fear that they have and overcome it, the fear becomes less powerful. It becomes less prominent. It is not able to create the problems and issues and angst that it did before because you overcame it you got through it you got past it our minds are very strong our minds tell us things that are potentially true but also potentially not true and we can change our minds to think and believe anything we want 
That day at the bank, I overcame my mind's thoughts. I acted in spite of my fear and anxiety, and as a result, I changed what I felt, what I thought, and, more importantly, my outcome. My results were exactly what I wanted, and from now on, I have no gut knot when I walk into a bank. I don't fear them. I have disempowered my fear of banks by acting in spite of fear. I have a quote from T. Harvecker. Fear is not real. It only lives in your head. It's a story you made up about what might happen or what could be in the future. That's exactly what I was doing, and I changed my future as a result of facing my fear. So here we go. Let's do this again. Let's do this for every fear I have, is what I thought to myself, and I have been practicing this. And as a result of it, I'm less fearful of many things that were not substantiated fears. They are just things that I made up in my head that might happen in the future that were stopping me from taking action and getting results. So, onward and upward from here. Rock on, yeah baby.